Hey there, thrifters. This is Daniela, and this episode is sponsored by Personal Revolution Podcast. Have you been stuck inside wondering how to take charge of your life? Is there something you want to do but haven't been able to do it yet? Well, in Personal Revolution, best-selling author and life coach Allison Task helps you take control of your life with inspiration and humor so that you move from where you are now to where you want to be and have fun doing it. It's like having a personal coach whispering in your ear. This three-month podcast course, along with bonus episodes each month, is available wherever you listen to podcasts and will help you create a clear vision for what you want out of life. Remove the frustrating blocks that are holding you back. Develop a detailed action plan that will drive you to where you want to be and build a network that will help you create your future. To get more out of your experience, be sure to sign up for Personal Revolution Premium. You'll receive a personal workbook and real-time access to a community of other changemakers working towards their goals with positivity, possibility, and momentum. And for a limited time, all of these amazing premium features are available to you for free. Download the Himalaya app in your app store look up personal revolution and enter promo code revolution r-e-v-o-l-u-t-i-o-n at checkout to get your first month absolutely free if you're ready to go after a better life you are ready for personal revolution and make sure you stay tuned to the end of the episode because we are going to have a little sneak peek of what personal revolution is all about all right Let's get this show started, guys. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Thrifters Villa, a podcast for resellers and entrepreneurs. I'm Daniela. And I'm Lori, and the dynamic duo are back together this week. Yay! So nice to be back together. (laughs) I missed you last week, Daniela. I missed you too, Lori. You did a good job. (laughs) So today we thought we would have a good old-fashioned Thrifters Villa reseller chit-chat. This is our style, isn't it? It is, it is. We are going to answer some of your questions and chat about some controversial topics you may have seen floating around there in the reselling community. So sit back and relax. I know that's what I'm doing. It's time to spend some time with you two favorite New England gals. <laughs> All righty. Happy Saturday. Day before Mother's Day. We're I know. Recording. Happy Mother's Day to you, Lori. Thank you, love. Thank you so much. You guys doing anything fun tomorrow? Are the kids uh, making you food? Jay bought all stuff to do a brunch, which I'm pretty excited about. Um, For years, we would go to Falmouth and the Cape Mm -hmm. when the kids were little. And Jay would like, let me go into all the shops and he would take the kids to uh, the playground. And that has evolved through the years. We were going to go today and visit our moms tomorrow. um, But here in New England on May 9th, it was snowing. <laughs> you know, so we were like, okay, maybe not today. So we're thinking about going tomorrow, but I don't think it's going to be much better. And we can't go into restaurants or shops and we can't really hang outside. So I don't know. We might be chilling. I'll probably yeah. work, which is sad, but I probably <laughs> will. <laughs> yeah, it was cold today. It is very windy. It's it is so crazy. So, windy. so do you have plans with Nana and mom tomorrow? Uh, yeah. So we're probably going to go over there and have usual Sunday dinner. My mom's going to pick up a cake up at Wright's farm. Have you heard of Wright's farm up in North Smithfield? Mm -hmm. So it's a local farm slash dairy farm and they have milk and eggs and pastries and they're very well known for their cakes and everything. So it's in North Smithfield. So that's not too far from you, Lori. It's probably like 45 minutes or so. Yeah. It's like right off of one socket. It's right near there. Gotcha. Oh, that's awesome. Sounds delicious. It is very good. So we're going to do that. And, uh, that's about it. We had flowers delivered. Uh, my sister and I ordered flowers online because I said to her, well, I'm not going into a store. So <laughs> let's do it online. And we ordered it from some floral shop in California. And I was so nervous. And I was like, I hope these things arrive. They were expensive, but they came and they were beautiful. Oh, so nice. Yeah, they were absolutely California. beautiful. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They overnighted them. So we were like watching the tracking and they 
ship last night at midnight and they got here in Rhode Island at like 10 a.m. or something. So it must have been some express flight of some sort. Sometimes I'm just so baffled by just the mail system. I'm just fascinated by it sometimes. I know. But they got them and they were pretty and they loved them. So Oh, that's great. I hope you all have a great day together tomorrow. I hope you guys have a good day too. And I hope any of you guys are listening that our mothers have a wonderful Mother's Day as well. Or had a wonderful Mother's Day. To all the mamas out there. Yes. So Lori, let's talk about your consultations. That was a big deal last week for you. Yeah, you know, I guess what was interesting about it all is that it just kind of happened. It just started like I said it on YouTube and then I figured out how to add. So I started doing just closet consultations and Mm -hmm. um, like slash coaching, whatever you want to call it. And I really just did it as a result of a lot of a lot of one-off questions through DMs or, you know, I'll address something in a YouTube comment and then there are like three follow-up questions by viewers or whatever. And I just feel like it's nice to have that one-on-one time with people. And if anybody deemed me worthy of some guidance, <laughs> I guess they had the option to set up a consult with me. So my typical price on my website, I'm starting at like $50 for a consult. So for the month of May, while I'm new at it, I figured I would throw out a promotion for $25 consultations. So um, I've had five so far. That's exciting. Yeah. And they've actually, I feel like I've learned just as much as I think people might be learning from me. It's just, it's really interesting to talk to people from all over the country. It's interesting to have face-to-face time with people who I've been like corresponding with through DMs or YouTube for over a year, some of these people, you know, so it's, it's really been nice. So um, I, what I did was I wasn't, I wasn't sure how I was going to do it um, because I didn't want to overwhelm myself, not knowing how I was going to do with it or budget my time or whatnot. So I managed to attach like a questionnaire on my website. Mm -hmm. So it's on the consultation page. So when people go in and I was able to figure out how to set up the actual consult, um, that people could like buy it through my website. Cause I wasn't sure how I was going to do it, but I figured it out on Shopify and um, I put four appointments per week. So two on Tuesdays and then two on Wednesdays just for the month of May. And I had Thursday nights for like four or five days, but none of the Thursday evenings were filling. And then I was like, you know what? I don't think I want to do calls at nine o'clock at night. So I took them down. So now <laughs> I only have four, four a week, but um, 13 of the 16 are booked. That's awesome. Yeah. So I will have four a week. So two Tuesday to Wednesday through the end of May for the $25. And yeah, it's just been fun and a good learning experience for me. And it's been really fun to get to know people. So I like that a lot. I hope it continues. Yeah. I'm sure it will. People love you, Lori. Oh gosh. (laughs) They do. They love you. Yes, they do. Oh, thank you. Also, you updated your office space, which I love, and I can't wait to see. It looks so nice. That's what I'm like really excited about because I've just been in there. You know, it was just a total overhaul of just getting rid of old furniture and bringing new pre-owned furniture in. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just, it's just amazing what, um, you know, changing your space can do for your outlook on things and mental health, mental wellness. Yeah, I was just like going to say your mental health too, just the productivity and everything. It's just crazy. I just go in there. I've had a Sonos speaker. We have like Sonos all over our house. Mm-hmm. And um, I've literally had one in my office for a year and I never use it. And now I go in and I play music in the morning and I don't know, it's just nice. It's, it's, I've been real happy about that. It's your little safe haven now. It is. That's awesome. It's good. So let's hear about what's going on with you. We haven't like had our, it's been a two week lapse since we've checked up. I know. So my website is almost ready to be launched. I have to um, actually sit down and, you know, add the content to it. (laughs) So the framework of the website is done and all the pages are done. The code is done, all that kind of stuff. But now I need to actually sit down and create a bio and create an intro and have a couple of blog posts ready to go and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I have some items already listed, but I need to add more to it. And a lot of that like detail work needs to be done now. Um, so hopefully, oh, it does. So I'm hoping, (laughs) I'm hoping maybe in three weeks time, we'll be ready to go. I'm kind of pacing myself with it. I don't want to rush and I don't like, I don't want to overwhelm myself with it because it can be a lot. I could spend hours looking at it and working on the website and I don't want to do that to myself right now because there's 
enough going on with work. So yeah, yeah. Well, that's really exciting though. I have a feeling like it's true to our styles. Like I launched my website and I was like, ah, oh, work in progress. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll three add days to later. <laughs> you know, I'll change things up and yours will probably be like red carpet rollout and everything will be perfection when it launches. <laughs> I'm so excited to see it. Oh, I don't know about perfection, but I have a sister who's a graphic designer. Whenever I show her anything, she's like, it's not centered. It doesn't look right. The colors are off. You know, that's just her eye though, because she's the artist, right? So it look, may look perfect to me. And then she looks at it and she goes, you're off by one millimeter. You need to change it. Oh my gosh. I'm oh, actually yeah. jealous. I, I think in my next life, I want to be a graphic designer or just be really good at editing. Like editing is my, I'm so interested, but like so frustrated by it and yeah. fascinated. Like when I watch other YouTube videos now, I'm like, damn it. How did they do that? Like, how did they figure that out? It's a constant, it's a, um, it is. but it's, it's nice to always have something to learn. It is. And I think that editing always changes too, because there's new applications that you can use and you know, there's all different things that just evolve over time. So there's that. The website will be fun. I'm excited for that. I'm excited to start listing items on there and offering better pricing and better shipping prices to people too. And then being yes. able to help a cause as well, depending on what people decide to choose for their price. So I'm excited for all that. You know, I'm, we'll, we'll get into it later when it comes to Poshmark and stuff. And, you know, it's just sometimes it's difficult when you look at the numbers all year long, how much I've paid Poshmark all year where I could have paid myself if I had my own website, you know? True, true. But I always, I always I know, say, then the simplicity. Gives you the platform though. You I know. know. I, I know. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, that's the, you see a lot of people as they grow kind of maybe branch off, you know, I'm, I'm not ready to branch off completely yet. I don't know that I ever will be, but um, I think I'm too reliant on the the platform, you know, the press that Poshmark yeah. gives me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's simple, right? That you don't really have to worry about any of the back work to it. Right. I guess right. you could say a website could then become simple too, because once the platform and everything is laid out and all your plugins are set, it's just a matter of selling, which I yeah, guess becomes I mean, harder. I, That's right. Becomes you, harder. Your website is built on WordPress, correct? Mm-hmm. And yeah. mine is on Shopify and it's very simple. I mean, analytics are great, user-friendly, great customer service, plugins, like it's wonderful. However, it's, I'm talking more of the, the generation of traffic, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, well, it's, you know, this is another topic for another day, but I guess that's where the, besides marketing yourself, the whole search engine optimization, all that kind of stuff comes into play. Websites yeah. are a lot of work, man. Yeah, <laughs> they, they really are. I'm learning that quickly. Yeah. But anyways, and so let's talk about um, your Coffee Talk mini series on my off weeks. Yeah, so this is going to be fun. This is an idea that I had. Um, I just kind of thought of it one day and I knew I wanted to do it in some capacity, but didn't really know how or why. So when you decided, Lori, to go every other week for the time being, I was like, okay, well, this could be the opportunity to do it. Basically, what I want to do is either it will be just me talking about a specific topic or um, maybe talk about a specific brand or something. Or the other thing that I'd like to do is bring on people in the community that are experts in certain areas. Maybe it's someone who... Um, owns their own business and might not necessarily be reselling related. Maybe they have a coaching business. Maybe they went from corporate job to owning their own business. Maybe we're going to talk about brands. Like next week, I'll be talking about sustainable brands, which I think is interesting. And it seems to be, you know, hyped up in the reselling world and in fashion itself, you know, being sustainable and talking about those kind of brands with a good friend of mine, Jill. Um, you know, I just an opportunity to get other people. Huh? I'm excited to listen. Yeah. Yeah. It's just an opportunity to get other people, um, you know, out on the podcast and have other people listen in and see who these people are. And I don't, and I'm very clear on this. I don't care what your follower count is. I don't care if you're just starting out. Like that's not what interests me. I just want to know your story. So mm-hmm. there, we do have a website now for Thrifters Villa. It's very yeah. basic and it's very simple, but there's a website and it's in our Instagram bio. So if you're interested, just click on that link and there's a tab on our website where you can fill out a survey. And then mm-hmm. we're just going to review them and kind of go from there and we'll be in touch to see, you know, if it's a good fit and if we can get you on, 
our every other week coffee talk. Yeah, that sounds super exciting. And there, you know, as we both know, there are just countless people um, in our community and outside of our community, just in general business who have so much to offer. So I, I think um, our listeners will enjoy that. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> so. All right. So sales, how are sales going, Daniela? Wah, wah. Really? Awful. Oh yeah. Awful, awful, awful. I made four sales. Um, this on, on Wednesday, actually I made four sales because I sent out ridiculous offers on items mm-hmm. and uh, I mean, I still made money on them. And so, I mean, I sent offers to Lakers and everything in my closet and wow. I offered free shipping and I only got four sales. So mm-hmm. You know, it is what it is. Uh, I've been making eBay sales, but it's not on clothing. It's on other things that I've listed. So houseware or videos or something like so that. So tell me like specifically what is selling on eBay. I'm um, So I've sold a lot of kitchen, kitchenware, a lot mm-hmm. of uh, like I was going through my boxes from when we moved that I just items that I don't use anymore that are sitting in my mom's basement. I'm like, well, what am I doing? I'll just get rid of these. And if I do end up needing it when we move, I'll just buy a new one kind of thing. Yep. Um, so I've sold a lot of kitchenware, a lot of glassware. I've sold vases. I've sold um, cleaning products that I had extra laying around. No price gouging, I promise. Um, oh, I've sold great. soap, face masks, um, socks. So just like very random yeah. but basic random. household things have been selling. So that's cool. That's so good. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really good. Next week is my week. I say it every week. I'm like, <laughs> so bad. <laughs> I actually have a YouTube video coming out. Uh, it'll be next Wednesday with stuff I'm going to put up on eBay that I just collected after I cleaned my office, basically. Um, yeah. Like going through junk drawers and just like running comps on eBay stuff. And I'm going to actually list them. And the only reason I will list them is because I'm making a YouTube video out of it. I figure that's the only <laughs> way I will hold myself accountable to get those things listed on eBay. You'll be surprised. Like the most random things are selling on there. I know some people are selling puzzles and kids toys and books and all that kind of stuff. Which too. I have an abundance of. And they're selling. They totally are selling. Um, but I'm finding that the household items are just doing really well. Well, people are stuck in the house. People yeah, are exactly cooking, people are cleaning. So, yeah. you know, it is like if there was ever a good time for me to be on eBay, it's right this very moment. So I'm not sure. And it's so funny too, because I say to myself, like I had collections of books. So when I cleaned out my office, when I used to do creative memories, I have huge bulky photo albums um, filled with photos. And like, like I'm talking, they're eight, they're 12 by 12. They take up a lot of space. So I'm we have a bookshelf in the basement, like a, like a wall of like a bookcase wall. So Mm -hmm. anyway, I need to take books out of that bookcase in order to get my photo albums in. So I have all these collections of books that the kids used to read, like Andrew Clements or like Magic Treehouse, like series of books where I have stacks of them. And I'm like, this would take me two seconds to take a picture of this. I don't have to measure anything. I don't have to worry if there's a stain, like, why am I not doing this? Like, it's, it's so true. Actually so much easier than clothing. And I don't know, it's just literally a rut. It's, it's, um, it's just habit that I'm just so in my zone of listing clothes and I can do it in my sleep. And that's what I do. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's hard when you first get started on eBay to get into that rhythm, but then once you find that rhythm for eBay, it's almost addicting to keep listing on there. Cause I noticed that when I, Go back like three or four weeks ago, I was like, all right, I'm going to list a few things. And I kept listing five things every day, five things every day. Then I started listing 10 things. And now I'm listing like between five and 10 still, but I actually look forward to it. And then I keep checking because I have some stuff on auction. I keep looking and it's like, it's fun. It's, it's, I'm actually having fun doing it. Yeah. It, I mean, I would imagine I, I just have not found my groove yet, but yeah, I think once I do <laughs> every week, I try to have like one project that I'm looking at. So I think next week, now that I've um, officially cleaned out like all the spaces in my house, <laughs> yeah, it's just down to the basement now. Um, yeah. Well, that's exciting. I'm glad to see that you're doing well on eBay. How are your sales doing? Um, my sales have been pretty consistent that this week they've been a little laxed. And I think it's because a, I haven't been listing a lot because mm-hmm. I went from one big project to, in my house to another. Um, and my dad still isn't sharing. I mean, he has some health stuff going on and his wrist is still bothering him. So I've been without my dad for two weeks of sharing. So that has made 
definitely made an impact. Yeah. Um, but still good. I mean, I'm making, I think I had my first day without sales this week. Um, but then like yesterday I sold like a nine piece bundle, um, which, That's was, awesome. which was a good number. And yeah. Um, yeah, today I've sold a couple things. I sold, I, I got this spiritual gangster um, Peloton sweatshirt in the mail. Ooh. And, um, yeah. And I listed it because um, I had some credit through my Peloton, like a Peloton referral system. So I got a sweatshirt and I listed it for $80 and it sold in like 10 minutes. I got a $70 offer right before we came Oh my on God, I, that's crazy. And I, had, and I hadn't made any sales all day. So like, it, I was really happy with that. So yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. But When's I mean, your Peloton coming in? May 20th, baby. Ooh, almost there. <laughs> I'm <laughs> so <actually> jealous. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm excited for it, but then there's like this pressure that I actually have to exercise. So <laughs> there's that, but hopefully it will be more incentive. Sorry. I just had to close the door. I typically record in my back room and my family's very loud when I'm just sitting in my bedroom. It's okay. All right. You're forgiven. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Are you sending any items to thread up? Not right now. No. I remember when I sent stuff out to the real real a while ago, they still haven't been processed. I yeah, got a letter. Well, it's because my rep- huh? one of their it's because one of their um distribution centers is shut down. They still haven't reopened it a hundred percent. Which I knew, but like I actually even got a message from the representative who I worked with who said your stuff is in and they're processing it. And they listed like a couple of the items. Mm-hmm. And then I go into my account and it's like, you don't have any listings. You don't have any sales. Like, I don't know if I'm doing something wrong. Like it you're can't- not doing anything wrong. Would I, this is my recommendation. I would reach out to consigner relations and mm-hmm. just how long, have, how long have the items been there? Oh my God. Has it been two months now? It it was like, yeah, probably. So I would reach out to them and be like, hey, I understand with everything going on. You know, be very polite about it, but just be like, is there anything you can do for me? These items are just sitting there. It's been two months. I know that someone that I am friendly with sent them a message about it because their items have been sitting for so long and they actually offered a credit to her. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think it's well, worth, the, it's worth the crazy reaching party. out. Yeah, just just as I was getting very frustrated, though, I received a message that said that it was being processed, and it's been probably five days since that message. And they actually see the name of some of the brands that mm-hmm. they've either accepted or they've processed. Whether or not they're keeping it, I don't know. But um, there's there's nothing, so I don't know. I'll have to follow up with that. How about yeah. you? Did you send some stuff out to Thread Up. Thread Up, yes, I have sent um, two cleanout bags. I have another clean out bag on the way. I ordered another one and I have a thread up Lux label. I'm not touching the Lux label yet though. I'm just kind of keeping that off for another day. Mm-hmm. Um, I am cleaning out like the rest of the items in my inventory that I don't want anymore that I either got the bins and just were bad buys. I'm just throwing them in clean out bags and I'm sending them off. And then I've also gotten quite a few donations in the last couple of weeks. So whatever I'm not going to sell myself, I just have clean out bags filled of all those donations, they're going to go there. Um, if there are items that I just are not worth me even sending to thread up, I will donate them. I have a bag to donate once the donation centers open back up. So that's been my plan. Nothing's the real, real right now. I was going to say, and you just got like all those bags back. You did a YouTube video Mm -hmm. on getting some of your stuff back from the real, real. So Mm -hmm. what is your plan for those items to list them on your own? No, they are all listed. Well, not all of them. There's probably like 50, uh, 40 left that I haven't listed that are sitting in a pile that I need to get to at some point Mm -hmm. um, that I'm going to list. So everything's going to stay listed right now uh, until things kind of, you know, get better, I guess I could say, Mm -hmm. you know, once things become a little more quote unquote normal, you know, whatever normal is going to mean now, um, I'm just going to hold on to them. I, cause I don't know if I'm going to go and we'll talk about this. I don't know if I'm going to go to the thrift store. Like, I don't know what my plan is. Um, and I'd rather just have the inventory here and I cleaned out so much inventory that getting all this inventory, I have room for it. I still have space. I'm not like overloaded. Like it's, I have a better system put in place. So I feel okay about it. But that's also why I have a thread up Lux label because if I feel like I'm getting to a point where, okay, these need to just be shipped off, I'm probably going to send some to thread up Lux and try that system out and see how that is. My first time using it, it wasn't great, but maybe this next time it'll be better. 
Yeah. Well, gosh. Yeah. Sounds like you have a plan. That's good though. Right. And it's nice to have some, some inventory. Cause I know you went through like the whole clean out and then, yep. yeah. yeah, it would not be very Daniela like to not have a plan. <laughs> no, it would not. <laughs> so funny. So I want to talk about some topics, Lori, that might be a little controversial. You ready? Mm, sure. <laughs> so we try to keep things pretty even keel here on Thrifters Villa, but there has been a lot of talk and a lot of controversy around going to thrift stores, either while a stay-at-home order is in place or once it's been lifted, once the stores open up, you know, all of that. There's been some resellers that have been called out on it. Um, yeah, things got really heated, man. I like grabbed some yeah. popcorn and just yeah, stories. a little <laughs> bit of tea and uh, sat back and watched because it was a little intense. Now, do I think all of the backlash was warranted? I don't know the full story, so I don't know. You know, we only see we only see what's on social media. We don't know the full scope of everything. But I, I mean, just speaking—not speaking to that, but just speaking in general. Um, you know, I think maybe we can just talk about whether or not how how we feel about it, maybe. Yeah. Or like if you've talked to people in the community. I actually watched um I haven't watched my friends Michelle and G in a while and I watched the bin pickers and they their bins were open, not the ones that they go to all the time, but some that were local, other ones that are in their area and they went and I wasn't able to finish the um episode on on youtube so i'm not sure how it was for them um they were doing a haul from something else i have such mixed feelings about it Lori. like i don't know if i'll go to the bins right away i i can't i don't think i will i don't Mm -hmm. think i'll go to the bins right away will i go to a thrift store yeah maybe but i'm gonna wait it out a little bit i'm not gonna go right away and the other thing too is people are gonna start sending their donations through they're gonna be bombarded with donations i'm gonna yeah. give it a few weeks before i step in there because i want to make sure i'm going when all the stuff's coming out too like if you go right when it opens you might find some stuff from those weeks when they were still open you know a month or so ago right because no one was really going so you might find some good stuff but like i don't want to just go out there and start shopping just to shop you know, I don't want that to happen because we're all, we, we're all missing it. I mean, there's no way around it, but yeah, I want to be it smart. Is a sensitive, it's a sensitive subject, isn't it? it? Is. And I mean, I think what's really tricky about the state of our country right now is we are so divided and we have, mm-hmm. we have states that are ready to go and we have states who are much more conservative. I mean, I, I feel like Massachusetts is... <laughs> is becoming the New York City. I mean, we had 1,600 cases, I think, three days in a row this week. That's insane. So, yeah. I mean, when we had the, you know, we suggest you stay at home order. Yeah. Yeah. That's basically what it was. <laughs> exactly. In March, I mean, I was like full on in home. Jay started, Jay was home um, the week of St. Patrick's Day. So I think his last day of work was March 16th. And he went in and tied up some loose loose ends and he's been home ever since. But I feel like, you know, I watched my daughter's high school end and we have been super strict and careful. And I feel a little bit like it's been all for nothing because our cases can continue to increase. And now we've been home almost a full two months. We still are getting over a thousand cases a day. Now I know part of that is because there's more testing going on. Um, but I mean, in Massachusetts, I don't feel like we're anywhere near it. And, you know, I have a friend who lives in Texas and the thrift stores are open and it sounds like a lot of the stores are being very precautious, like taking great precaution from what I've heard from the little snippets I've seen on Instagram or people have told me in my DMS or what, like, you know, limited amount of people, carts are being, um, sprayed down. You have to wear a mask. All the employees are wearing masks, people wearing gloves. I mean that I like to see that, you know, we just got orders from our governor this week on Wednesday that masks were mandatory, but we did not have it up until this point. At Evernorth health services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. 
That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. And we never actually had a full-on shelter-in-place order. It was suggested and still is. Yeah, it's, I don't know, it's so hard, right? Because they're looking at their economics and there's so many political things that go into it. And then us as the average person is like, hey, this isn't working. Like, we're seeing it not work. Like, what are we going to do? How do we continue living our lives? It's hard. I don't, I don't know that we're going to be able to cover that in the next half hour of this show. I mean, that's not I, happening. That's not <laughs> happening. I mean, I just generally speaking, I feel like right now my focus is on getting my kids to college in the fall. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't care if I have to forego anything this summer just so that they can have some normalcy come fall. Yeah. Um, I want to make sure that my parents are safe. Uh, my husband, Jay, just spoke to a woman at work today whose mom had COVID and she passed away this morning. Oh, it's so sad. She's, she's our age, like, you know, mid forties yeah. and she couldn't be with her mom, you know? And like, these are the stories. And, and unfortunately he's had a few people from his office that have been, you know, cause he, he works, uh, his group is international. So he talks to people, you know, a lot of the people are from all over the place and right. I, I don't, I don't think he's unique. I think a lot of people have that story, but I don't diss on people who are going because I do feel like, you know, if I live in a state that's in middle America and yep. not as populated as being 20 miles outside of Boston, mm-hmm. I don't think they're playing by the same rules as us. And I'm not criticizing them. I would probably feel the same way. Like, we are a hot spot in Massachusetts, so I feel like we have to be really careful. Yeah, I probably I agree. Be careful if I was in like a big, wide open country, and you know, the closest city was three hours away from me. Well, I think we'd be acting. We would be acting very differently as well if we lived in a. If let's say our states weren't such hot spots, and there weren't so many cases every day, and the death toll didn't keep going up, you know, and it was just kind of like somewhere off in another state and it never reached us on the East coast, we'd be behaving the same way, right? Like we would be going about our daily life and doing things cautiously, of course, and being safe, but you wouldn't be as concerned. Where I also think that that's where some of the miscommunication, maybe I'll just say came through on Instagram because, you know, people doing whatever they're doing in one state is different than, I mean, even you look at what was going on in Italy. I mean, mm-hmm. China's pretty huge, but I don't know that we're getting real numbers back from China. And I also think that they can handle their orders very differently than yes, we handle them here in America. <laughs> so A, I don't know if what is being reported is 100% what we're hearing. Right. Or, you know what I mean? Or they're probably able to contain it because they can say, you can't leave your house, period. And then people don't leave their house. You know, it's right. just- yeah. We deal with things very different in this country. So we're just such a big country. And I, I don't know. I feel like it's a little out of control right now. I don't see us containing it here. I no, don't I don't. I don't see. And us I'm optimistic. I'm not like doom and gloom, like at all. Like I just, I just don't know how we're going to do it. It's, it's extremely difficult when we can't, when we can't be that strict, right? Well, we can't say you have to stay locked up in your house and that's it. Well, it's not possible. Like it is not, you can't, you can't do that here. You can't, like you said, this, this country is too big and there's too many variables. And I don't even think that um, being locked up in your house is maybe even necessary. My own thing, my own feeling, but like, I feel like a mask is like such a nice security blanket. Like just put a mask on and um, wait until it gets hot and humid out, Lori, because our summers are brutal. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Gosh, I can't even. I don't even want to think about it. I mean, they it. did just um, cancel. So here in Massachusetts, I think just today, the governor came on and 4th of July fireworks, which are in the hat shell and um, in Boston is always such a huge event. And that was canceled. They basically said any festival, outdoor concert, anything is canceled through Labor Day. In yeah. Our, same with us, but she did that last week. Mm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Everything is canceled. So, so that's- as far as the thrift goes, like, it's hard because like, I'm not going to compare fireworks in Boston where people are on blankets on top of each other right? to right. me strolling through savers with a mask and gloves and employees with gloves. Like, honestly, if they open, I might go. I personally don't feel any need to go to the bins right now, even if they yeah. were to open. 
um, just because you're closer quarters, you're kind of on top of people, you don't know the clothes that have been dumped there. Like at least it's savers and goodwill. They're going through things, putting them on hangers. Like there's some airing out of clothes, like, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. Um, yeah. I mean, I think if they opened, I would be pretty excited to go. I don't know that I, for me, not going is more like I need to get my house in order before I go. It's just yeah. been a thing with me, a huge goal that I wanted to tackle um, so, but I would still go, I think I would be excited, but I would be careful. I would, I would be very cautious and, and I would wait a little bit, but I would go. I mean, the reality is I'm out and about every day anyway. Like I haven't had to stay home. You know, I'm, I'm working, I'm going to stores, I'm still going out. So it's not a necessity for me to go to a thrift store because I have been sourcing in other ways through donations or consignment or um, online sourcing. So I think a part of me will still do that even when stores start to open up and then I'll slowly get myself into a thrift store. The bins are going to have to wait uh, because of many reasons. They're just going to have to wait for a little bit. Yeah. I don't even think the bins need to even be on this radar necessarily. Um, Yeah except for the fact that they're going to be overflowing, except for the fact that it would be really nice if there it could would be. <laughs> yeah. You know, I can see where people who source at the bins as their primary source might be like totally geared up because I can't, I can only imagine, I know what I'm donating. Right. Um, we actually have someone who helps us out with cleaning at my house and she hasn't been here in 10 weeks and she came today and we were really nervous. I was nervous about it. I reached out to her. I mean, she's been without work for many, many weeks and um, I don't know if it was the right thing for her to let her come in my house. Not because I I don't want to get her sick. I don't want to get sick. You know, we talked she wore a mask and everything, but like, I, I donated, I gave her five bags of clothes today in a huge box. I have five bags of clothes in my trunk to donate. Like, I can't imagine what is going to be donated. Like I'm a reseller and I just got, I have 10 bags of clothes ready to go. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Exactly. So your average person who's been cooped up at home, if they normally donate two bags a month, I'm guessing they're donating eight bags to those two bags now, just, uh, just because yeah. out of just, boredom. Just <laughs> like, last night I picked up 10 boxes and there were probably 20 more boxes of housewares that I would have loved to take that I didn't, you know? Right. So, and that's- How, have, you, have you started to go through the bags? How? I did. I did. So I have two huge Ikea bags still left to go through. Um, it's pretty good stuff. I mean, some of it is, um, you know, TJ Maxx brand things, but I might yeah. lock them up. I have to, like, I'm, I'm, I'm evaluating. Some of the stuff is going right to thread up. Like it's not, it's not something that I would sell myself, but it sells well on thread up. So it's yeah. going to go there. Um, there's a few pieces that are very unique, like there's some Harley Davidson pieces that are cool. definitely going on eBay. Yeah. There's some Harley Davidson figurines and stuff. So like, that's, that's money that I wouldn't normally find you know? That's really uh, exciting. I've been yeah. loving all like the donation hauls from people. Courtney did one this morning from her aunt that she got, she got like a couple of beautiful leather bags, Courtney from Common Tags. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's been really fun. I haven't done it yet. I think that gets back to the whole mental thing for me. Like I just need to clean out my own stuff first. Yeah. Well, and I mean, you, you're going to find things in your own stuff that you're going to want to sell. So. Oh yeah. It's for the sure. same thing. <laughs> It's, yeah, it's just that feeling. I I just need that feeling of being actually caught up. (laughs) I know. Like to me, this quarantine has honestly been a gift. I am 100% certain that without this, I don't think I would have ever not been buried. You know, like between, yeah, Thriftless February was a really good start for me, but I I didn't realize how much more I had to go. But it's, it's interesting that, you know, the beginning of quarantine, everything, everyone was kind of, not, but not, uh, what's the word? Um, hesitant or didn't really get it or afraid of being home all the time. And mm-hmm. now as we've been through it for so long, it's been what, a month and a half, a month? I don't even two know months, how long it's almost been. Almost for us. Almost two months. I mean, yeah, I've been people, home since like the 13th. People are starting to see the benefits of being home and being productive and coming up with different things and family time activities and stuff. So it's nice to see the positivity of it all too. 
Yeah. I mean, I think we're, we're all changed forever. You know, it's so mm-hmm. weird. Like my kids talk about being in school um, that Thursday, I believe. Um, and then Friday school was called off and, you know, my daughter's like, mom, it's so weird. Like if I had known that day, that was my last day of school. She's like, you couldn't have paid me enough money for, like on a bet that that was going to be my last day of school. Right. But right. now it's like, you know, you talk to our parents, like, where were you when JFK was shot? Or yeah. where were you when JFK's junior pla- junior's plane went down or when yep. Princess Diana died? Like, these are the moments that the kids are going to be like, do you remember the last day of school with COVID? Like, just changed mm-hmm. forever. It's it's really weird. But no, we ha- I, I am not someone who can stay home all day. I get very antsy. I love breaking up my day with a trip to Savers or whatever. <laughs> I'm, I'm like an errand girl. Like I like to, yeah. used to drive my husband crazy when my kids were babies because he's like, why don't you just stay home with them? I'm like, I don't know, I'm bored. Like I can't sit still. I'm just going to bring them out. Like I would just bring them everywhere when they yep. were babies. So that is been, me. <laughs> this has been really good for me. Um, yeah, I, I, I can't complain. I feel- yeah lucky, but I'm, in a little I, bit I'm the problem. same way. I don't like to sit still. So it's good that I'm working and going to the office and running errands for everyone because I can't stay mm. in one place for too mm-hmm. long. It's very difficult for me. So it, it is interesting. I'm, I'm happy for the people who want to source and are able to source if they're sourcing safely, you know, and, yes. um, but again, you still have to just ask yourself, do I need to be here? And, and if you're looking at being in essential places, it's not, but it's tough. Like Target's open, right? And yep. Target's considered an essential place because they have like groceries open. And I literally will go to Target and I feel guilty like looking at clothes because I'm like, well, this is an essential. This is extra time that I'm here that I probably shouldn't be. Right. I should be just getting food and leaving. You know, there's so many gray areas. It's really hard to judge. I think, I think it's just important to remember that you need to be safe, right? And whatever you choose to do, as long as you're safe doing it and that you're in an environment that you physically feel safe in, then do you, right? At the end of the day, do what you think is best. Yeah. And I think as long, I mean, the stuff that's been really bothering me in the news is like, you know, when I watch like the park ranger I don't remember where they were, Texas, maybe. I can't remember. And he was like asking people to stay six feet back and some guy pushed him in the chest, like into a lake. That's crazy. Yeah. Like there's just, just the violence and like the protest for people to be out. Like I, where I'm at right now, I can't really support that way of thinking. Right, right, right. (laughs) That's like the other extreme. And I'm not like, I certainly don't want to get political here, but, um, but yeah, I, I think if you're being safe, I don't think there's harm in it. You know, as long as, yeah. as, long as you're being safe. I'm I'm a big a big mask person. Me too. Wear the mask all the time. I have yeah. eight masks. I'm oh probably going to buy more. We hang them on like the door leading out to the mud room because now so what's happening here now um cuz you were saying you were out today and a lot mm-hmm. of people weren't wearing masks. So we are getting stopped outside of places and people aren't being allowed in. My son, Anthony went somewhere and a guy didn't have a mask and there was someone at the door and said, I'm sorry, you can't come in. And it was, it was a grocery store, I think. So Massachusetts is getting strict that way. And that makes me happy. Like I, Jay and I went to Target speaking of last week and we were walking in and there was someone at the door and we got there for opening to do our groceries and they stopped us at the door and they said, we're sorry. Um, it's, you have to be 65 and older to come in for the first hour. Like, oh well, yeah. So they wouldn't let me in. I was, I was happy. I was happy. They didn't let me in. Cause right. I, I don't want to, I don't want to feel like I look old either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like on Tuesdays, sometimes I'm like, Maybe if I don't wear makeup, (laughs) they'll think I'm a senior. I will get the senior (laughs) discount. But do I really want someone to give me the senior discount? Like I'm torn, very torn. (laughs) One time I got the senior discount at Savers because the employee was mad at their manager and they gave it to me. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it worked out in my favor. That would work for me. (laughs) All right, let's talk about something else that was a big controversy in the Poshmark community. Are you ready to talk about it? What is it? Discuss Poshmark controversy. What is it? Are you talking about the stories? Huh? Besides the stories. Stories is, I don't even want to talk. I think the stories is like, it is a waste of time, a waste of conversation. Yeah. And not even worth talking about stories. I'm not not even worth talking about. (laughs) 
I'm going to talk about the Goodwill boxes. Oh gosh. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Let's talk about it, Lori. We don't typically talk about things like this. I guess. I, I just, I, I feel like they were kind of irrelevant. I think they were comical that. <laughs> I agree with you. Like, <laughs> I just think it's funny that they even promoted it. Like, because now they were $11, correct? But they were. They were listed at 50 and some people bought them at 50. That's the part that's wrong. You had to be sent an offer for $11. So what you, you were supposed to like it and then they sent you an offer for $11. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on, Poshmark. Like, I honestly, know. Who is doing your, I think my dog Lulu could do better marketing. Like, <laughs> this is what's That was funny. awful. It's just straight up like, Ugh. were they drinking wine like they at five o'clock been. on a Thursday and decided that would be a good idea? Like I- <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, every some, and I understand why people got excited about it because, oh, it's Poshmark and Goodwill and they're getting together. But I, I almost wanted to be like, do you really think they're going to put in there what you like, what you would find at the thrift store? Like, but wait a second. Gonna- Amber Resells did um, got a box, and I didn't think it was terrible. I mean, for eleven dollars, and then I assume the seven dollars shipping. I'm assuming, I, or were they I free would assume shipping? so. Oh, I don't know. I don't know about the shipping. But I, I mean, even even assume that shipping was, um, you had to pay for shipping. $17. Um, I thought Amber's box wasn't terrible. I didn't think it was bad. I mean, I think it was great. I think the the bigger issue was, wasn't there some absurd number, like only 40 available? Yes. There are only 40 available. <laughs> like that makes me laugh. Like some people paid $50. $50. Why would you ever list them for the $50 price? Why would you do that? I just feel like sometimes Poshmark can't get out of their own way. Like they, uh, it's almost like they go out of their way to make stupid decisions. I somehow. know. Or maybe it was a publicity stunt. Who knows? I don't know. It got people talking, right? I guess. Like, to uh, be honest, like they came and went. Like, I feel like by the time I heard about these boxes, they were gone. Yeah. And honestly, like I'm dealing with my own freaking boxes. Like <laughs> I don't want theirs. <laughs> right. <laughs> you can't pay me enough to get one of those boxes. I'm all yeah, sad. Yeah, but I mean, people are, what, what is sad to me or frustrating are the people who don't have extra inventory, who, who, who are trying to reach out. I mean, there are people in our community right now, um, you know, you did some great boxes and Mogi Beth was like selling her boxes. I mean, the stuff, she was doing like $10, bo- 10 or $25. They were so inexpensive. I swear she must've lost money on it, but like yeah. she was basically just doing it for cost. Denali's doing some awesome boxes right now. Like there are people doing really nice boxes right now. So, mm-hmm. and you have an individual reseller, mm-hmm. like Morgan or Denali who are putting out like 50 boxes yep. for half the price. Yep new with tags like it's uh-huh. just like and you are poshmark like it's just i know like, that's part of the problem and then to come out a few days later and talk about stories and it's like i don't i don't what are you doing what is poshmark doing i don't know i see big picture and yeah. they are just outside of the big they like i feel like they just don't get it sometimes and you know i'm like a poshmark girl I like know. i don't sell really anywhere else like i know I'm a Poshmark girl. Like I love Poshmark. I just don't like, I think that's why I don't participate in a lot of the little gimmicks. Oh yeah. I don't either. I just stay in my lane and I do my thing and I live in Lori land and you know, (laughs) Lori land. (laughs) It is what it is. I I don't know. Yeah. I'm the same way. I don't, I don't even participate in like closet clear out or like it's every other day it's closet clear out or office to likers. Like I don't participate in any of that. I do it on my own terms. I do it when I want like, this was okay. Today's the day where I'm going to send out offers with free shipping. Like I designate a day every month where I do that kind of thing. Um, I also, I, I just, I, I mean, know. I love offers to likers. I say it all the time. I give out offers to likers like candy. I have no system. Um, I go up based off, I don't know what I feel like selling it for that day. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really have a strategy, but you know, I'm selling stuff. So right. I'm doing something okay. But, um, no, I love offers to likers because I feel like it's a tool for us and that gives us the control. Like if you want to do it once a month, there are people who say, you know, week one, I offer 10%. Week two, I offer 20. Three, I offer 30. Week four, I pull it and relist it. I mean, there are, but it's a, it's a tool that gives the seller control. 
as to how they want to utilize it. And that's a beautiful thing to me. That's what makes us all individuals. And I, I really like it. Um, the, the, the closet clear out, can I, I use that as a tool? Like for example, there were, I had this Akemi and Kin linen top today that um, I think I had it marked for 28. Somebody liked it. So I sent out offers for $22 with discounted shipping. Mm -hmm. And then somebody wrote back and said, you know, is there any way I could do $22 including shipping, which I wasn't ready to go down to $17 on the shirt. Although I might, but what I'm going to do, I haven't messaged her back yet, but this is a day if it's closet clear out, I'll say something like, let's meet somewhere in the middle. Like I'll mark it for 19 and then you can get it for 24. So we both kind of win sort of thing. Yeah. Like then I can use closet clear out I only like to use it when it's specific and targeted and somebody has like, I'm negotiating with someone and I can say, look, I'll drop the price and you can save on the shipping. And then we both kind of make out. So, but I don't, I don't like to discount stuff unless I, you know, sometimes you look through your closet and you're like, Oh, I priced that pretty high. What was I thinking? Like I do that sometimes. (laughs) Yep. And when I do that, and if I happen to have a lot of likes on something then I'm happy to participate in closet clear out and see if it's enticing to anybody but generally it's, it's not my bag. This episode is brought to you by Best Fiends. As you all know, reselling is my passion. I love consuming as much content as I can about growing my reselling business, but even I need an occasional break. So when I feel like I need a mental palate cleanser, my go-to refresher is the mobile puzzle game Best Fiends. I just made it to level 30 and I only started playing a few days ago. There's something so gratifying about watching the fun graphics on the screen light up when I complete a level. I'm always working hard to kill those slugs and collect more characters. After a long day of listing or shooting a YouTube video or recording a podcast episode with Daniela, it's nice to unwind on the couch and level up my game on Best Fiends. Best Fiends updates the game monthly with new levels and events, so it never gets old. Engage your brain with fun puzzles and collect tons of cute characters. Trust me, with over 100 million downloads, this five-star rated mobile puzzle game is a must-play. Download Best Fiends free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R. Best Fiends. Download Best Fiends today and join the fun. Yeah. I just want analytics. Like, Mm. I don't need Goodwill boxes. I don't need closet clear out. I don't need stories. I definitely don't need stories. I just want analytics. Again, big picture, Poshmark. Yep. They, they miss the big picture. I feel if like you're listening, Poshmark, <laughs> give me analytics, please. That would be great. I mean, honestly, on Shopify for my little website where I have like 12 dresses listed right now, like nothing. Um, I go on there and it says like how many people are currently on my website. How cool is that? It tells you by the hour how many people visited. You see carts that were abandoned. It it gives you a picture of the United States and it shows you who in the country is currently on your website and That's where they're so from. Awesome. It's fascinating to yes. me. And I'm like, you know, this is where I'm very much underutilizing my website right now. But the capabilities are incredible. And I I feel like there's gotta be a programmer somewhere who can do that for Poshmark and us. Of course there is. But I feel like they're so focused on the marketing aspect of their business, which I get. Um, You know, they're so focused on the marketing and the social media aspect of it that they're lacking in the actual selling, reselling. But if they're focused on the social media, then they should be making their top sellers and people who are doing this full time market for them. I agree. <laughs> you know, like I agree. Social marketing, they're blowing up social media and I don't think it's in the way that they want. Right. Right. It's just frustrating. I guess um, I think there was some type of talk or something today that might have went on where there's going to be 16 photos. Poshmark is going to be releasing 16 photo capability, which is going to yes. be nice. I saw that. Yes, and then I, there's something yeah. else, some pricing tool of some sort. The 16 photos I, I like. I've been saying for a while, need to have more photos because if there's flaws, you really want to make sure that you're showing. Mm-hmm. every aspect of a flaw and sometimes eight photos a lot i'm surprised they're doubling i mean hey i'm happy that's great yeah i would have been happy with 12 16 yeah, me was too. Necessary. <laughs> 16's like uh yeah 12 as long is as the expectation isn't 16 but no it's 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 great i'd rather have the option to have more yeah so i mean we'll see maybe they have some updates along you know down the pike that we just haven't 
seen yet or they haven't talked about and maybe they're just taking all of our criticisms and sitting down and thinking about how they can fix you know all of these issues that have seemed to come up over the last few weeks so yeah you know, i'm kind of bummed that there's probably not going to be posh fest this fall because no, there I, won't I, be. feel like, I feel like there's see it seems to be a time where you know they roll new things out which uh, you know they can obviously do that virtually too but it seems like it has been an opportunity to get some FaceTime with higher ups to yeah. maybe give your two cents, but. I think they'll do something virtually if we, if there isn't a large gathering, which they probably won't be. Um, I can see them doing something virtually and have um, sessions of some sort that you could pay and, you know, be a part of different zoom sessions or however they decide to lay the platform out might not be zoom might be some other type of tool. I could mm-hmm. see them doing something like that where you pay 50 bucks maybe and you're, you can attend XYZ sessions and maybe it gives you some one-on-one time with those, with the speakers of those sessions as well. I mean, yeah, that's that a different cool. way of doing it. Yeah. They, they could do some sort of a um, virtual conference. I, you know, what kind of conference I need? I need a design weekend away. That's yeah. what I want. Yeah. Not going to happen, but. Um, mm-hmm. Not, not right now, Lori. <laughs> not right now. I'm just saying. <laughs> That's what I'm I want. I'm telling you, next year, at some point next year, we will go away, Lori. We will have a girls' weekend. That will be fun. Some sometime. Oh we still have a lot more on our agenda. I know. We, we, okay. I know. Oh, we have Lord. to move on. Let's go Let's quick. Let's move. Yes. Let's, we can cut out. You know what? We'll cut out take it or leave it this week. Okay. <laughs> we'll cut that out this week. Let's, because I want to get to the listener questions. Because some of you guys have sent us questions, and let's just talk them really quick. We'll be. Super, super duper quick on this. So how much time do you spend on researching items, looking up comps, et cetera, before you actually list the item on a platform? Does your pricing change depending on where you list the item? You can go first, Lori. Okay. Um, How much time do I spend researching? It really depends on the item. There are, you know, if I, if it's a brand that's new to me and the comps seem promising, I will definitely go down a rabbit hole and research a lot. I really enjoy researching, Um, but I don't spend a ton of time. I will look at sold comps uh, quickly on Poshmark and sometimes on Completely, which is an app for um, eBay. And then I just kind of go for it. I don't know, five minutes. I don't spend a ton of time on like your average stuff. Yeah. Like I said, unless it's a new to me brand. And my, this was something that came up with uh, one of my coaching sessions, whether or not my pricing changes based on platform. Um, And funny enough, a lot of people feel like they mark their prices higher on Poshmark than they do on eBay. Mm -hmm. And I do the opposite, which is weird. Like I feel like I have a much bigger audience on eBay and I feel like a lot, some, I have this thing where I feel like some of my people from YouTube shop on Poshmark and I try to keep my prices more in check and I test the waters more like my, um, Rothy's, my limited edition. I had those priced higher on eBay than I did on Poshmark and truth be told, my two highest sales that I've ever made in reselling Mm -hmm. was my Montclair jacket. Um, that was eBay, wasn't it? That was eBay. Mm-hmm. And the the Giuseppe Zanotti shoes that just sold for $275, both eBay. Huh. Fun See fact. That? Yeah. So I feel like I get better money on eBay. Oh, I definitely get better money on eBay too. 100%. Yeah. So I don't, um, or I the only reason I would change a price, um, just to answer the question more specific, more uh, head on is um, if I was factoring shipping on eBay. Yeah. Like maybe I'd raise the price on a pair of shoes, like boots that are going to be ha- heavy, or maybe I would lower the price on like a scarf or something that was going to be lightweight to ship. So sometimes shipping could play a part in why I change my price. But if I do anything on higher end items, I tend to mark them a little higher on eBay. However, I want to be careful because when people do search an item, if it's a unique item that's high end and mm, the same listing pops up on Poshmark as does eBay, mm-hmm. you know, I also want to remain consistent. So typically sometimes on eBay, I'll mark it down by a penny because you can do like the $19.99 or $24.99 yeah. that you can do on Poshmark. But I generally keep things the same. That was not a quick answer. Your <laughs> turn. <laughs> so I, 
my, my research typically is about five minutes, just like Lori. It depends on the item. If it's a very unique item and I know nothing about it, then I'm going to be spending more time researching. But usually between three to five minutes is my research time. And that's it. And then um, I keep my prices the same across all platforms, except for Tradesy, because Tradesy runs that 20% off sale in your closet. Right. So I typically mark up that 20%. So then I'm actually getting the amount that I want. Oh, that's smart. Mm. Yeah. Sometimes you get lucky and people just buy it before it goes on sale. So that's mm. nice too. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, trades is the one that I typically mark it up on, but eBay and Posh, I leave it basically the same, but most of my higher sale prices, higher sale, higher price sales, um, are eBay. For example, I sold a Lily Pulitzer cashmere, um, cardigan, on eBay yesterday for $110. I had it listed on Poshmark for 150 for the same amount of time and there was absolutely no attention or traction on it at all. So yeah. Take it for what it is. I have a couple Lily dresses I need to cross post with that in mind. I feel like Lily does really well on eBay. Yeah, because I I feel like it's losing steam a lot on Poshmark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's lost steam. <laughs> yeah. It is. But okay. That's great. That's great. That's interesting. I bet people will be surprised by that answer from both of us. (laughs) Uh, I know. (laughs) All right. The next question. Do you prefer one platform over another? Um, I prefer Poshmark, but I also am starting to love eBay. So. Yeah. I mean, Poshmark is my bae. Um, However, I know that there's a lot of money to be had on eBay. And I say this all the time. If I was paying a mortgage and I was putting food on the table with my paycheck from my reselling business, I would 100% be doing more business on eBay. Yeah. Even though I'm full time and I spend my time, you know, (laughs) consistently. But honestly, if I was more focused on, you know, yeah, paying down it. debt or something like that. I I would be more on eBay for sure. Yeah, Mercari, from what I hear, has been really great lately. But it, I have everything cross listed on there, and I've sold two items. One being four bars of Olay soap. So that's oh, how that's going. <laughs> I have not even downloaded the app. I mean, I haven't had any. I haven't had any luck. So. Maybe you'll have luck. I don't know. No, there's been a lot of buzz about it lately, though. So if people are doing well with Mercari, that's awesome. That's yes. great. So uh, do you think it's important to understand the trends and styles that are out there? I'm not a huge fan of following fashion, but I want to provide items that buyers want. What are your thoughts on this? Um, I think it's nice to have general knowledge and understanding of styles and trends, but I don't think you have to be a fashion whiz to provide items that buyers want because there's buyers for everything. I agree. And I think if you just look at some of the people who may be better known in the reselling community, there are people who have highly curated closets. Um, Some might be super high end brands or some just might be a particular style. Sometimes I think you're better off just selling what you know and yep. what you like, because you can speak to those things. I mean, I can look at some high fashion brands all day long, but um, I'm not coming across them in my day and it's not necessarily my buyer. So sometimes just starting with what you know and you're passionate about, I think can go a long way. But yes, this is a fashion industry. So um, I think it's good to know trends, but I would not ever be a slave to trends. No, not at all. I think it's nice to know what's popular out there. So if you happen to come across something that resembles that high-end fashion piece, you can pick it up, but it's not a necessity. And sometimes I say this a lot too, like, what do I wear on a daily basis? What am I wearing? Not that I am like this fashion icon because I, by no <laughs> means, but I'm just saying there, there's something to be said for just the the bread and butter brands that are people know, people have been wearing. Um, I, I, I don't know, like people diss them all the time. And if I look at my sales in a week, I, I sell a lot of bread and butter. They're maybe not as exciting, but they are actually bringing in some money for me. So, yeah. Yeah. There's something to be said about that. Cause with these donations that I have, I'm really curious to see how quickly these items sell. Cause a lot of them are like TJ Maxx brands and stuff. So it's a fun little experiment just to kind of yeah, before I got zone. on, I sold a Knox Rose shirt that I got at the bins. Like that's a Target brand and it right. only sold for $14, but I did have that Peloton, that um, SoulCycle 
uh, whatever sweatshirt sale. But other than that, like I haven't had any other sales today, so I'll take $14. Right. That's awesome. (laughs) It's something. It is that it is. Uh, our last question is what are your top five items that you use in your business that you cannot live without? That's a fun question. Um, Definitely my label maker, like that changed my life when I wasn't I want one so bad. and cutting them with scissors and taping them to my box. Yeah. It's on so my list. Yep. That's big. Um, my scale is very mm-hmm. important for eBay sales. Um, what about you, Daniela? Scale, my laptop, because I do a lot of my work on my laptop, True. Laptop. my, my phone, laptop and phone. All right. Do those even count? Okay. I mean, I guess they kind of count. Yeah. Yeah. True. It I would need be them. Very different business without them. It would be. Um, let me think of a tool that I use. Um, oh, a lint brush. Yes. Yep. A lint brush. A lint brush. Uh, the sweater shaver. I use yeah. that a lot too. Um, I need my lights. I couldn't do my business. I was going to say my ring light. Yeah. My ring light was a game changer. And I'm going to go over five, but my. Um, fake granite poster boards that I use for my shoes. Yeah. The cheapest thing I ever created, but I, I use it all the time and I love it for my photos. So that's great. Yeah. Your shoes look great on that. I, I have like the light box from Amazon that Mm -hmm. I put my shoes in, which I really love that too. But I feel like I could get around that. Yeah. I, I can't live without my light. My ring light is like the number one thing I can't live without. Yeah. And I had just the the box lights, which were less expensive than the ring lights for mm-hmm. about a year. And then one of them, one of them burnt out or like the cord broke. So one I still use upstairs when I'm, I use it for my YouTube videos, when I need light on me, but then my ring light, I replace those with, and my ring lights in the basement. And that's just, it's sturdier. It takes up less space. And yeah, I love it. Same. Yep. Man, this is long. Yeah. <laughs> we've talked for a long time tonight, but we haven't talked all week really. So we've both been very busy. I know. And it goes by fast. Well, I hope everyone had a wonderful week and um, you're transitioning into spring. I feel like everyone's settling. I feel like everyone's settling in with quarantine yet. Everybody's getting anxious now. I know. (laughs) It's, It's a real, it's an interesting thing going on right now. I feel like it's been like the stages of grief, the stages of quarantine so true. Yeah. I'm so not true. quite sure what each stage is, but, um, <laughs> but I feel like we've ended. Stay I, tuned. We'll come up with something. We're all going through them together. You know, there was like denial and then there was, you know, reality. And reality. <laughs> so yeah, but everybody stay safe. Um, if you're out there shopping, enjoy yourself and stay safe. And um, yeah, we'll be back. Well, next week you'll have Daniela and Jill yes. for coffee talk. You have that to look forward to. And um Summer's right around the corner. I know. We're getting there. Almost Slow time to plant the garden. Yeah. Yeah. As long as it's not 46 degrees. Yeah. That's not. There's, <laughs> there's no basil growing in that. Nope. All right, guys. <laughs> Have a great week. Have we'll a talk to you week. soon. Thanks so much, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.